White Hot Magazine of Contemporary Art, since 2005, one of the world's leading institutions for contemporary art. Find us on the web at whitehotmagazine.com. next guest is Ixshell's Yard. She is the best-selling, record-setting female NFT artist in the world. Last week she sold an NFT for $2 million on the Foundation site. Enjoy the following conversation. This is the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. I'm happy to um, invite a friend to the show, uh, Ixchel's Yard. Um, How's it going there, Ixchel's? I'm good, happy. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's been quite the, is it uh, been the last week or the last few days or um, you've been having a lot of exciting things happen? Oh, well, I think I've been excited since the very first, uh, if we're talking about 2021, since the very first day I started with uh, NFTs, which was January actually. Mm. So uh, was was that how did that happen exactly like how did you get into it uh all right so um i've been hearing about this honestly since january 2020 my friend was like getting into super rare and told me about all these things that were happening but to be honest i didn't really pay that much attention to it and then a year later uh after a few virtual events and a few uh, things that we were doing with my group to just keep things going on on the creative side, um, I heard about Foundation actually through my other friend, Nicole Ruggiero. She does like this incredible 3D art. And um, she was recruited by a foundation to, to start and to made their first piece and I remember seeing all the movement around it and it seemed kind of interesting it was like I started to see it like a new way to sell and to showcase artwork I really liked the, the design that was the first thing I I pay attention to and yeah since then I, I got interested on, on that specific platform actually and the I kind of like waited out for a bit um, since October to January mm-hmm. because I was doing other things. And when they launched and I saw all the rhythm they were having again, I, 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 I tried to apply. <clears throat> and then um, the first time, now you've been making digital work before NFT, right? Uh, yes, I've been doing digital artwork since, let's say, 2017, mm-hmm. actually. Not too long ago, but it feels like 
feels like a decade ago because I've been doing it every day. Right. Exactly. Did you go to school for that? No. Um, I learned by myself just by by watching um, videos on YouTube and at the same time just experimenting with tools and seeing the results from brushes and things that are already uh, like really user-friendly and uh, I just really like to see uh, the results, the outcomes of just playing around with it. And um, that was really relaxing. It felt like, um, you know, source of therapy and because um, going back to how I started, I guess, um, having suffering from uh, depression for years and from, you know, up and down uh, situations outside of like that, that fact. And um, right. I've always looked for a way to just keep my mind busy, either um, learning uh, about anything. Like I, I love learning a little bit about everything. Right. For the, for the past years, I've been working with computers mostly. Right. And so you had, I just had Lindsay Howard on the podcast before this, and she was talking about the sale of your work and how it, it, it sold for $2 million recently. Is that, is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, uh, do you, gen, do you sell for that much money? Uh, usually? I... <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I never imagined this will happen. Um, I, I've been selling my artwork since January, like I said, uh, for right. no more than uh, three Ethereum, uh -huh. like one, two, or three. I started with 0 0.50. And since then, I've been like raising up a little bit the price, but nothing crazy. Like, how, many, how many NFTs did you make? Uh, so far, I've made 20, about 20, yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you find that they just, they went up and up in value increasingly as you did them? Hmm. So I think, like, there's a, a whole environment surrounding just making one NFT. Because it's not just like selling it. And leaving it there, you also have to like keep uh, sharing uh, concepts behind it. Or like I said the other day, like you have to really fall in love with every piece you make. And most of those pieces were, uh, how can I say that, um, were work that I've I've done for years. It, it was there, and it wasn't it wasn't new work basically it was work that i picked from my catalog and um i've been just like going back and forth with it for a long time and i know it from head to toe so um i think i think collectors kind of they can tell when you really love what you're doing and when you when your i guess your consciousness is like transferred to your work and it just reflects who you are why you're doing what you're doing and other right. emotions printed on it why, why are you doing what you're doing 
feel to feel better to feel happy to um i like to see the reactions and i like to see what people think about my work and how it makes them feel if it's if it has sound if it's silent right just just knowing that they can see what i see or or they have a whole different perspective but i like to hear about it mm -hmm. some of them that i were uh, i saw looked almost like glitch computer glitches or something it's a kind of like layered thing which one was that uh, it had numbers that were sort of moving, like almost looked like a bunch of zeros and numbers kind of cascading down. Oh, yes, that's that's one of my favorites. That was actually an accident because I wasn't planning to add so many numbers. But when I saw the effect it had when I added the data to to the um, program, it was just it just looked really, really crazy and amazing. Look like, you know, when you go to a train station, there's like a bunch of people, it's like rush hour. Mm -hmm. I just imagine the numbers being like a bunch of people at rush hour, just crossing each other, trying to get to their destination. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. It's almost kind of like a reflection of modern life or something. Hmm. And it's very, um, it's very black and white. Like it's, is it? Are you usually not using a whole lot of color in your pieces? So um, when I started with this, I did use lots of colors, almost like pop art, and I used to just data much or use uh, glitch out. Uh, different patterns and lots of different crazy colors will come out. I was actually looking at it today mm. and those are one of my favorite pieces. And um, I do work with color. I just kind of hide them. Uh, for example, like when I post on Instagram, I, I post like three different versions of the same work and the front the front page shows the black and white, and then there's another with different colors. I like to call it that. If you really like my work, you have to really look, look through to find the colors. Hmm. Interesting. I love yeah. colors. I love. Uh, I have so many friends working with an amazing array of colors that mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by so much these days. It just makes me makes mm -hmm. me inspires me a lot. It's not like I just like black and white. Did we establish where you live? I live in Panama, uh -huh. Central America. Okay. Um, because I've I've met some people who they like to stay anonymous, especially there's a few collectors I know that like to stay anonymous. So I never know how anonymous people want to be in the NFT world. But I was also talking about how the NFT world and the art world are kind of turning into the same thing slowly i don't see the mm -hmm. i don't see the difference because it's just artists it's just artists yeah i think it's just artists like learning how to be compensated by what they do mm -hmm. without feeling guilty without feeling like 
you're losing your your mission or your or just like selling yourself I guess I thought about that for years because mm. I I've worked without selling any of my art I never sold anything before this year mm. and um yeah I was just sharing away because I really really like it and it I, I mean I never thought I could make a living out of do you it. do any physical work like paper or canvas or sculpture or anything or is it all digital work that you enjoy doing um i've done a few um canvas but just for fun not really professionally right and uh do you have you have a big family there where you're living oh yes oh well that's good yeah, yeah, yeah. I have family in many different provinces, and yeah. many, many cousins, many aunts, many, many brothers, siblings. Right. And um, yeah, it's a huge family. So you grew up it's in Panama. Mm -hmm. Do you live near the canal? Um. <laughs> Uh, I like to say I live in Panama, but I don't like to say exactly where I live. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I was just wondering. Um, okay. The well, canal is, 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 yeah. I mean, Panama is really, really. Small. I was trying to set myself. So you up can say I was, I was trying. I was actually. I wasn't curious about exactly where you live, but I was trying to set myself up for a Panama Canal Suez Canal joke. <laughs> which kind no, of no, bomb? No, it's my my that. Suez Canal joke just completely didn't happen because uh, <laughs> I was going to try to say you live do you live near the Panama Canal and I was going to say well you guys must have been laughing about all those Suez Canal guys <laughs> anyways I resurrected my joke a little bit but, um, I'm sorry, I yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah no it's okay it's okay my you jokes know, is so small that everyone lives close to the canal actually everyone that i wasn't trying to pinpoint i wasn't trying to put a gps on your location i was just trying to make a suez canal joke anyways i think you understand um yeah <laughs> so um do you as far as showing your work um do you have i, I know you said that you you've just recently um, started in the NFT thing or fairly recently or at the beginning of it, but as far as showing your work, do you ever do you, like, can you show a digital? I mean, maybe you've been on some screens. I didn't really, I didn't do a ton of research on you because I wanted to just kind of, we could kind of find out about you as we go. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Do you ever have a big screen with your work on it or do like, things like that where it's uh, displayed somehow? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that again? You, do, I, do I show my work? Yeah, like, like, spaces? like do people put it on a flat screen in, in a gallery or museum or something like that? Okay, I've only shown my work once and that was last year and uh, in New York. And actually, I just got another uh, opportunity to showcase my work with um, in New York as well. And um, uh, with Brian de Couture. And um, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just the only only been two times that I've been able to showcase my work in this in a sort of like, you know, uh, event and a physical event. Mm -hmm. Last and year's was, what, was in that the a gallery. Of, was that a gallery in New York? Uh, last year's in yeah. the Creative Color Festival, we had uh, Lightbox New York City gave us uh, the space and we created this, this event. I actually curated the event with my friend, Erin Wahufos, she lives in New York as well. And we brought together about 200 artists and no from the generative art community. And we created both an audiovisual uh, show for three days and a virtual show. Can you educate me for a second? What yep. did, you, did you just say generative art community? Yes. What is that? Can you kind of tell me what that means? So, well, it's a, we call it the same as uh, the creative code art community, which is people dedicated to create art using code and using automation to create different pieces. There's actually a generative art club. <laughs> and if you look for the hashtag, you'll find a lot of art connected to that word, generative art. Okay, that's cool. So um, you live in Panama. So where do you, now that you made all this money, where do you go on a tropical holiday if you're already in a tropical holiday? <laughs> made all this money since January you mean yeah like where would you go because most people in if they're in New York they want to go to Maui or Panama or something but you're already in Panama so where would you go on a holiday oh well the nearest beach is about 20 minutes away right. um, we're surrounded by mountains we're surrounded by rivers lakes it's just right. nature is like all, all over and um so you just basically you, have to walk down the street and you're on a tropical holiday <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. Um, the best places to go is bocas del toro and el valle uh, there's the san blas islands too mm -hmm. I thought it was, uh, yeah, impressive to see your work and uh, impressive to see some of the exciting uh, things that you've been doing and the sales and and the work itself. I, I just love. I've been looking at it quite a bit over the last little while. Yeah. The last one. I've been looking at all of some of the things that you have, some of the NFTs that you have up. I've been looking at them over the last little while. Uh, and which one do you like the most? Or I which think one I do this? like the one with the numbers kind of cascading, but I need to take another look. That one was really, really interesting. I like all the different layers in it. I'll definitely look at it closer to try to see more into the colors that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you talk about uh, vacations because I haven't really feel like I've been on vacations at all, obviously. Different. You don't leave Panama too often. Uh, if I don't leave the country, yeah. I've, I've gone to Costa Rica uh, in a bus. It's like, oh. it's a, about, sorry, there's so much noise. Oh, it's fine.
I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, I think they're done. That's okay. a garbage truck. Ah, and interesting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, where was I? Oh, um, about going, oh, yeah, I've gone to Costa Rica in a bus. It's about nine hours away. And mm -hmm. Colombia is on the other side, right. on the on the east side. And is you can go in a bus or right. take a plane. It's not really that expensive. Right. I've only been to just a few countries, just Canada, Costa Rica, and, right. and Colombia. Great. Do you have something planned coming up that you want to tell people about that you're are you doing something soon that we should know about? Uh, yes, I'm actually in the middle of uh, a series with my friend Kegani. We dropped a series yesterday and uh, we already sold two of them. And I noticed before the podcast, like another one got on action. And uh, yeah, we're in the middle of that. This series is called uh, Archetypes. Uh, it has different Jungian archetypes in it. It's, we're just um, we're just trying to understand uh, the collector's mind, I guess. Like if they go deep into the work and they collect it because of any connection with the archetype, or if they take the, their time to read about it, or it's mm -hmm. just uh, their will to take a token. But so far. I've talked with the collectors and it's just, we just go deep into the topic. And mm -hmm. it's just really interesting to how it develops beyond the NFT auction. Hmm. I, I don't think I can just like, I, I talk about this a lot with my friends. Like I, I'm a programmer, but I'm really against programming myself mm. towards one specific task. Cause like, I like to change and I like to, experiment and try new things. And if I, I, I get stuck in that specific mission of just selling without right. going any farther, without knowing the person, without knowing uh, their motives and what's going on with my art after that, and how it develops, it just becomes really boring mm. in general. And so give uh, me an example of this, these kinds, the kinds of interactions or one of the interactions that you're doing um, after the sale with the collector? Oh yeah. Um, so they've asked me like um, about the, the work, about the meaning of it. And if they, they don't ask, I ask, my, I ask them, uh, what, what does it feel for them? Like, what do they see if there's like any connection with their you know, they're just their inner self, like beyond just collecting or investing in a token. I want to know more about the person. And I also mm. look at their art and what they collect uh, to understand more about um, the connections between my art and theirs and what, what they already have. I, I think I, I'm, I'm a curator too. Like I, like to call oh. myself like I, I go into the internet and I research for things I really I really like and I share it and I try to investigate about it research about the artist and I just it's just another world mm. 
-hmm. you know I've been I've been following your story for a while now and then the other day I saw notice public enemy had done a tweet that was in congratulating you <laughs> did you see that of course I, I saw that um they they first uh Chuck actually he, Chuck he shared my my work in his Instagram story and he started liking them and commenting and just like praising it it was really nice yeah that's great I saw yeah. it I was like okay I really do need to do a podcast with her now I was gonna do one before anyway but now I really have to do a podcast so oh well that was like the plus <laughs> like, okay now now it's good now, now it's good to talk to her know, exactly and well it just i'm kind surprised of they like computer computers like generative stuff because I, they like yeah. a bunch of my friends work too that are just hmm. generative artwork i feel like they're very very into generative kind of they're gonna call them gen stuff. generative enemy <laughs> that's gonna be the new one generated yeah, generative art flave flavor i wonder if flavor flave is still in the band I, I never did get us a clear answer on that did you interview them i didn't but i've been to their one of their shows no okay i'll tell them about you tell you, them that you're you interviewing you, so <laughs> you can get to them are you in touch are you you're in touch with them I, i'm guessing so actually um, yeah sometimes i i don't doubt it i don't doubt it um so it was really uh good to hear about all of your stuff and um i'm uh i mean i'm personally honored that you would take the time to talk to us and i'm sure that the people listening are excited to hear what you're all about and uh let's uh collaborate and connect over the next little bit the dad that'll be awesome yeah thank you for yeah. The interview feel really, thanks really for, comfortable. Thanks for joining. All right, I'll talk to you shortly. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, bye. If you like contemporary art, check out whitehotmagazine.com for the best art in the world. Also follow Noah Becker on Instagram at New York Becker. See you around the art world.